What does authentic even mean? Is it even possible? For the most part, don't we just walk around, see things we like, change a little to be like that, and then add some and some of this, and ooh, I like her shoes. I need some of those. Oh, she smiles all the time. I want to do that. Oh, she prays good. I want to pray like that. And then we get this picture of who God is and what he wants from us from all of these influences, some good, some bad, but we set expectations for ourselves to meet. And then one day we find ourselves exhausted and so tired, we don't know which way we're going or even why we're going there in the first place. All right, so today let's talk about being authentic, or we can talk about being fake, whichever way you want to see it. Let's also talk about being honest about where we are and even about where we are going. And I bet if we can answer some of that, we'll start to feel a whole lot better about ourselves. Friend, you've come to the right place to belong, to know that you are crazy amazing, and to experience God in a new way. My name's Riley. Listen, I have three kids in almost three different decades, so perfect went out the window a long time ago. I love talking about finding God in our story. I love talking about knowing His voice, and I love talking about setting your soul on fire. So stay till the end to learn about how we can spend time together one-on-one and how you can be a part of our Facebook community. Hey friends. So today I'm peeling off another layer of my story and it is scary, like frozen, stuck in place of self-protection, resisting vulnerability kind of stuck. My body is screaming, stay where my secrets are safe. It's screaming to be guarded from rejection and judgment. All of this feels new and hard. So even though my head and my experience is telling me that that this is fear and it's crippling me and the fun, the breakthrough is just on the other side, my body refuses to budge. And I haven't put out an episode in several weeks because of it. Just bringing it authentic today. So like I said in my last episode, still waiting on that perfect. Uh, I, I was just introduced to a girl on Instagram, and her Instagram name is Perfect Pending. Isn't that so perfect? I think so. One time I went rappelling with my youth group, and listen, I love thrills. I love fun. But for whatever reason, I had my toes on the edge of that wall, and my body just would not go over the edge. It didn't matter what anyone said. It didn't matter that what they said made sense. My body was not obeying. I eventually fell forward and loved it. But I wonder how long I stood there, you guys, like looking ridiculous. I I can still feel that feeling. It felt miserably long and kind of like it feels right now. I I can't seem to make myself move these days. I I know it's been time to shift from Ash and Ivy, and God's been so faithful to lead me. I trust His timing is perfect, but somehow I still just feel slow. I feel behind. I, I am pursuing truth, and I am taking these steps forward. I'm in understanding and, and learning to serve you well, and I ultimately trust that God's timing is is right and that I'm actually not behind at all. And so um, in seasons like this and struggles like this, I, I really just have kind of come to this revelation this week that 
just drowning in struggles and feeling the weight of this change and facing this fear is just a part of stepping toward what God wants. And, you know, I don't know the cause of every setback and I'm not blaming it on the enemy and I'm not blaming it on God necessarily, but but I am trusting his timing is perfect. And I know that I can always come back to what I know to be true. And that's how we set our mind on things above. And I do it through story. You know that that's the theme of what I teach. Story is so deeply connecting. And honestly, it's an art because it speaks beyond what simple words can say. Sometimes we can't come up with the right words, but we feel it deep in our soul. There's a resonating And um, I love that, the way that happens in story. And so I have found God in my story. And learning myself that way and learning about who he is in story has become my very favorite thing. And I feel like like I'm my own Bible character. And (laughs) I mean that in the best and worst way, right? Because I'm full of idiotic moments of refusals, arguing with God, simultaneously, relentlessly pursued, pursuing him. Or, I mean, maybe that's not true. <laughs> it's probably his relentless pursuit of me. I've gone my own way more times than I can count. But every time I study this girl, I gain a deeper understanding of who she is and especially of who is helping her right? Hey, listen, I encourage you to do the same thing. Write it out. Draw a stick figure. Give yourself some cute shoes. Definitely include some speech bubbles. My fourth grader is always talking about all the dialogue. I included all the dialogue in my paper, so make sure you have those speech bubbles. Uh, And I don't know, maybe I should just offer some coaching. I'm offering coaching these days, and maybe I should call my coaching, create your very own Bible story with you as the main character. That'd be fun. I think anybody's signing up for that. So anyway, in all seriousness, it is time to shift a bit from Ash and Ivy. And Ash and Ivy has been just such a gorgeous image of God taking regret and turning it into beauty. Ash and Ivy grounded me in grace Um, it displayed the incredible story of God pursuing me. And I've shared many times on here how he sent me on a journey to rewrite the narrative of my heart by visiting my past. And he shocked me in a, in a way, a personal way of meeting me and speaking to me. He gave me courage to face myself and meet him in that new way. And it was a way without shame and no punishment um, and, and he let me know that he hasn't been ignoring me all this time. He didn't move on to someone better or more deserving. No, he chose me. And that's the whole thing of Ash and Ivy has been a story of learning that I am chosen. Not only that God's voice is present in my everyday life, but I have a voice that is valuable and needed, right? And so as we move forward into this new chapter that I'm so excited about, this is going to be a space of taking action, making a change of knowing our identity, walking it out, a place of courageously facing yourself, all of who you are, offering it to the Lord, the anointed one, to, to do good things, to create life, because your life is useful. You're chosen by him. He's speaking to you. He's ready to use your life, your story, all your pieces for good, 
And that is a promise. That is his promise to you. And so here today is a new piece of my story that I want to share, or I'm going to share out of obedience. My mom called me fake. Fake? Like for real, that's the word she used, fake. I felt like I'd been slapped in the face. And so while I should have accepted the red flags, all I could see was red because I was triggered, like triggered. I didn't know what the heck she was talking about, but my level of fence went sky high. Speaking of offense, did you know as believers, we really don't have the right to offense? My sister-in-law kind of slammed me with that one one time, and hmm, I was like, hmm, I have to think about that. But anyway, it was at least a year later I recalled my mom's comment along with the storm that came, but this time I knew exactly what she meant when she said fake, because I didn't know that I'd been pretending all along. I was acting how I thought I was supposed to do what you're told be who you're expected to be. I literally didn't know another way to live, so I did what I thought I was supposed to do to the very best of my ability. What else am I supposed to do, right? On Instagram, you kind of see people will asterisk um, a trigger warning, right? And what they mean by that is this might hurt you if you have a soft spot on this topic. So what I'm asking you today is what's your soft spot? What's your point of vulnerability and weakness? Well, that day, my mom exposed the thing that I've poured my life into mastering, blending in, being in at all, right? Mattering. And so to this day, I would say my first response, my natural mindset, is is never just pure confidence. It's Rather, it's going to be like never feeling quite enough, not fun enough, likable enough, cool enough, smart enough, whatever characteristic is needed in that setting is what I'm going to try to be, right? Without even realizing I'm doing it. It's just normal to adjust to your setting. But that doesn't make it best. It's not best for my mental health. It's not best for my happiness. It's not best for meeting my dreams. And so now that I've been on this journey and I know how to set my mind on what is true and I've worked on knowing what is true and good and believing who God says I am and learning who God is and who he says I am, knowing it and believing it, two different steps, believing it is pretty hard, wouldn't you say? Um, but now that I've done that, I'm, I, I am able to actually believe I belong without comparison or shame. I genuinely can go into a space of other women and no longer just feel so small and shrunk. I can see God in them and I can see God in me. It kind of levels the playing field a little bit. Don't get me wrong. Like if I saw Beth Moore at the grocery store, a hundred, I would stalk her down every aisle. I'd probably grab her obnoxiously for a hug or something awkward like that. I totally did that for real to carry Job one time. It was super embarrassing and glorious all at the same time. But, you know, before all of this work and probably even with the work, the soul work, the kingdom work, I would adjust who I am to improve to become what people like. With every compliment or every criticism, I'm adjusting myself a little bit. But I, I don't know about you. Maybe you face this a little bit, but as I get older, that becoming becomes exhausting and draining, and it leaves me in confusion without direction, unable to see clearly, unable to find my own path, even though I'm desperate to find it. 
And so I find myself in a new place of willingness, like, okay, God's way. But then I'm like, well, which way is that? Which voice? Who do I copy in order to follow God, right? If I'm super honest, that's what I'm asking. Who do I copy? Which one knows God the most? That's the one I'm going to follow. Who prays the best? That's the one I'm going to pray like, right? I hear lots of voices. I see lots of ways. So it's not necessarily an unwillingness on our part to follow God, but there's a crowd of choices, right? Well, it doesn't have to be that way. And that is the way it was for me. And that is still sometimes the way it is now. But through this journey, he found me and I learned his voice and recognized his voice saying this way. I love that God whispers. Do you love that? It's such a gift because it comes in a safe place. He doesn't make us scramble to find him. He doesn't make us weed through a bunch of chaos to find him. He whispers in your safe spot, in your safe place. It's unique. It's sacred. It's written just for you. You're the only one who can hear him when he speaks for you. He's not shouting it for all to hear and for them to judge you or condemn you or hold you accountable in a way that you're not prepared for. No, it's it's special. And you don't have to imitate the greats of whoever you want to be. You don't have to wish any longer for your own perfect story. It's yours. Your story is the perfect story to be used as worship. Jesus showed up and covered my pieces, all my broken, weird, embarrassing rejects, piles of shame, inadequate skills, poor discipline, my half effort given to my relationship with him. Like, He showed up and he said, listen, I got it this time. You don't have to do a thing. You enjoy your life. You enjoy the things you enjoy. And I'm just going to turn on these lights. I'm just going to bring life here. I'm just going to wake up this dead dream and bring it back to life. I'm just going to turn this dark memory to light. I'm just going to rewrite this story because I am your story. My grace is your story. My love is your story. You are made new. Now walk in that. Love your life. Use it for the glory of me. But how, God? How do I give God glory? How do I give you glory? And this is what he said, sister. He said, be your authentic self and use it to bring life to others. What? Like, let it be easy? Let it be fun? Just do the thing that I like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but that's what he said. And that's what he keeps saying. You're so completely loved. You're enough for the job. How do you want to spend your life? How do you want to feel? Let's start showing up in that area. Let's do it authentic because that is our worship. But you know what? <laughs> I can know that and I can learn it. And then I don't know about you. But it's like a roller coaster. I'm like, up, 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 up. I got it. I got it. I got it. Shoosh, down, down, down. Like, whoa, it all feels like way too, too much. All of me, all of my stuff. Like, I have more of me than I really know how to handle, much less share it with others, right? Like, being vulnerable and communicating in my own home, in my own marriage, with my own kids is hard. And that's a safe place right? But if God says, 
go and share it with others. Like I've created this podcast where I'm showing up consistently to be vulnerable. And let me tell you, it creates this freedom fringed and holy moly, what did I just put in the world? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's so hard to be vulnerable. It's so hard to show up and be your real self. Really, really hard. And there are times when I just shut down. I'll be honest. Like I just shut down. It's all too much. And I don't know how to show up the way you want me to, that ambiguous you. Like Not that any of you have declared any expectations for me. It's all in my head. But my head's very complicated and it's busy. And so when it feels too hard, I do nothing. I share nothing. I keep writing, God keeps speaking, but I hide it in my journal. But you know what? The life comes. My favorite thing is when I say it all and I'm seen and I'm heard and I'm known and I'm still loved. And I love that because that is how I'm loving you the best. I love others when I'm that girl, when I'm authentic. Plus, I feel strongly convicted that when God shows up in my life, when he's doing something, it's, it's not meant to be hidden. How do I give him glory? How do I share the Lord? It's by telling. It's by living it out. And that is really important. It gives me life and it gives you life. And, and what you do does the same for me, right? You need to show up authentic. So I've been learning about authenticity for a good long while now. You know how every year people ask for the word of the year. And uh, frankly, my word of the year tends to last for a few years. Like, I just can't quite get it down in one year. I think I'm a pretty slow learner or maybe like a kinder way to say that would be I'm slow to change. <laughs> so quiet was my word of the decade um, a few years ago. And now it's authenticity. And so I've been learning to lean in to following God on mission, like in my day-to-day, knowing my identity, walking it out in my day-to-day. And um, that's, that's what I want for all of us. I just want us to show up real every day, honest with God, honest with others, not like when I say I want you to be honest, I don't just mean like sulking and and spending your day like, bleh, I hate life. I'm so blah, blah, blah. Like that is not, that's not what I mean. What I mean is showing up honest with God, telling him how you are, and then setting your mind on truth. So there's a difference and, and I hope that that's understood. But this show is about showing up and living on mission in your day to day. And it's pretty funny that I've spent months crafting this show and, and then I get stuck in not knowing, uh, not, not being able to move, not being able to get it done because I can't get it perfect. And we know perfect went out the window. Perfect is not anywhere to be found. And I apparently know nothing about authenticity. (laughs) Funny joke on me, God, (laughs) like take the girl who is drowning in people pleasing to talk about authenticity So uh, maybe a better word for me, um, not sure I'm going to get it done in a year or a decade, but just 
I've thought about it. It's just human, right? Like my word of, of my life is learning to be human because frankly, it's fairly complex. I spend all my time trying to be God, doing my very, 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 very best to mask my humanity and just being human, real, raw, hurting, needy, somehow amazing and wonderfully made. Those are God's words, not mine. But being that person is the greatest challenge of my life, right? I fail and fall and relying on someone bigger than myself is hard. It's not my go-to. And that's what being authentic is all about. Owning my own humanity, letting it be exposed and finding happiness there in the mess, in my neediness. And I found all of that in the quiet. So the process is real and God knows what he's doing. Uh, But (laughs) sometimes I wonder if life might have been easier in the oblivion. But here we are. So here's my humanity. It's on display today. And um, it's just funny. It's funny how God so creatively has um, unveiled the answers that I'm looking for in my own life um, as I pen words for this show and, and create this idea of walking in authenticity, walking in confidence, knowing your identity and your purpose, um, this message of stop pretending, you know, stop pretending, be real. And so God says, okay, Riley, you're on. That's what you want to talk about? You're on. In real time, show up authentic, not perfect, not organized, clearly raising three kids in three different decades of life. (laughs) Uh, It's tough, guys. High school, elementary school, newborn. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, But it's good. It's so good, and there's so much beauty, and I'm absolutely over the moon to do it. But this paralysis, this indecision and need for organization, this need for control and perfection to bring you value is not from God, and that's not true. And we have to let go of negative thinking. That's part of being honest is saying, this is how I feel, facing the negative thought, facing the comparison that's infused in your brain, And then choosing to shift, choosing to say, okay, this is how I really feel, God. This is what I'm scared of. This is what I don't know how to do. This is what I'm afraid of. This is what I think is going to happen. And then saying, God, what do you think? God, what do you say about this? How do I cover this in grace? How do I cover this in truth? And then walk in that, right? And find some fresh air. Focus on what's true. Find some affirmation. Um, listen to a, a, a podcast. Get in your Bible. Talk to a friend. And get where God wants you to be, right? Because we do. We go up and down and all around. And we can think that we're doing okay on a Sunday. And then by Wednesday, it's like, bam, I can't remember. I can't remember what God said. I can't remember what's true. We want approval. We want someone to be proud. We want, we want performance. But instead, God says, no, 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 no. You are enough. I am in you. I have set your soul on fire with dreams and life. And as you create, I'm going to bring this to life. And you're enough. And so we need to be surrounding ourselves with that truth. Be human and then let God cover it. Be human and then let love cover it. Be human 
And then grace will fill in and create life with all your pieces. And it's just beautiful and it's thrilling. So we need to take our story, our eyes off of our own story. Because our own story saying, I da 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 I can't do this, I'm scared, I, 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 is going to be insecurity, insufficiency, and basically that's idolatry. And so my focus needs to be on God, who God is, who God says I am. What is God doing? Glorify him, glorify him. And so we are looking for freedom, freedom from people-pleasing, freedom from performance, freedom from pretending, and we got this, guys. We got this. Together, we can do this. We can keep telling each other the truth. So I think that's probably enough for today. I've just been talking my head off because I'm so excited. But listen, I said this was a season of taking action. And I'm calling this segment of your call to action, bust a move, right? I could bust out in song about that, bust a move. But we need to get it done not in our own strength and God's strength and his timing, but we need to know our next step. So this week, I want you to make a list of what you are feeling. Start to recognize what you think and what you feel in your body. What's your body feeling? Is it anxious? Is it Does it have a tight chest? Like all of it, give it attention. Make space to feel your own emotions. Hear your own thoughts. Write out, like, what am I worried about? What am I scared of? What am I hopeful for? What do I what do I want? All right. So let's bust out of what's normal. All right. Let's see. Despite all of that, that I just unloaded, I am super, super excited to get started in this change. And I know that God has something for you and I am ready for it. So I'm available to coach you through it. So I want to know like what parts of this resonated? Did a single word resonate with you? What seems hard? What seems easy? I'd love to know. And maybe we can get on a call and chat about it sometime. That would be such a gift to me. It would help me to have some feedback. You can find my contact info in the show notes along with an outline for the episode today. And if you do want some one-on-one guidance on how to find God in your story, how to recognize his voice, and how to walk authentically grounded in true identity, call me. Listen, you are also so very welcome in our Facebook community for more conversation around these topics. Hey, have fun. Uh, God is for you.